You're listening to the Driving Confidence Podcast for drivers who want to be calm and confident on the road. We will be sharing tips, stories, and advice to beat driving nerves and anxiety and build your driving confidence. Whether you are just starting out as a learner or have had your driving license for years, if you want to transform how you feel about driving, this podcast is for you. In this episode, we're talking about why talking to yourself is not a sign of madness, but could actually be helpful when it comes to beating driving nerves and anxiety. As a driving instructor, I get students to talk to themselves to complete a task. An example would be the mirror signal maneuver routine to move away from the side of the road. I know this as commentary driving. Is this what you mean when you say about talking to yourself? Yes, that's exactly what I mean. The type of talking to yourself when you are giving yourself instructions on what to do when you're driving. So really talking yourself through a driving task piece by piece. So my example I gave about mirror signal maneuver routine to move away from the side of the road, talking to yourself How does that actually help the the student? Well, research shows young children, when they're problem solving, they automatically talk themselves through tasks. And they do this when they're doing anything that's difficult. And when I was thinking about this, we teach our children to do it. Anybody who looks after children will know that when they're helping a small child get dressed, or to put their shoes on, or to do any routine tasks in the day, we tend to talk them through it. And then when the child moves on from being helped to do it by somebody else, they then talk themselves through the task in order to remember what to do, but also to give themselves that instruction. Now, part of the theory around child development is that this helps children to make better decisions, to solve problems, and to remember what to do. So it's an instinctive skill that we've learned as children, and the research shows that actually this is something that comes out as adults as well. So as as we get older, whenever we have to tackle something a bit more difficult, we instinctively and automatically move to talking ourselves through those tasks as well. Okay, so what I'm hearing from you saying is that if we talk ourselves through a task, not a situation, but through a task, it can help us remember it for future times. Yes, exactly. So as children, we might have started off by speaking it out loud. Um, and then as we became better at it, we would then speak to ourselves in our minds with our inner voices. And then eventually, as, a, as we learn new skills and as we develop, that process becomes automatic and we just do it without having to talk to ourselves. So we've remembered how to do it and we've got those skills honed to be able to do it without talking to ourselves. Okay, so I've got a question for yourself on that. Is talking out loud the same 
as talking in your head? Yes. I think they each have a slightly different place. So the research shows that it helps, that when we speak to ourselves, it helps to regulate our emotions. So by that, I mean that it helps to keep us calmer um, and keeps us focused. And I think there's a danger when we're using our inner voice that sometimes that can get disrupted. So other sneaky little thoughts can can pop in. So I think when you speak to yourself out loud, it's much harder for those pesky negative little thoughts to sneak in. When you're speaking out loud, there's no room for anything else. Um, and so I think that is the ideal solution is to speak to yourself out loud. Using an example, if you've got a particular manoeuvre, for example, a parallel park, I would say start by talking out loud and then as you improve with your parallel park, you can maybe then scale it down into talking to yourself with your inner thoughts, with your inner voice until you get to that point where you don't need to talk to yourself at all. You just do it without even thinking and it's automatic. So the more we talk to ourselves through practice, doing the same task, the better we become at it, but also we remember those that task is. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, definitely. So it helps with memory. I mean, even thinking, coming away from driving for a stop and thinking about when I go to the shop and I haven't written my shopping list and I'm talking to myself, bread, milk, coffee, washing up liquid, whatever. <laughs> Just thinking of that as an example, you know, I'll sort of like be start off by saying it out loud to myself. And by the time I've got to the shops, once I've got in the shop, I'm saying it in my inner voice, um, in my head. But yes, it helps with memory, um, helps keep you focused. Okay, so it sounds very interesting because I've read, as you know, I love sports. And it seems to me that a lot of sportsmen tend to use this same technique to get better or practice what they need to do. Is that what you've noticed as well? Yeah. So private speech, private talk, self-talk, positive self-talk, they're all different names that have been used in research in this area. So taking sport, for example, there's been lots of research with sports people using different types of self-talk. And so you've got instructional self-talk where you're reminding yourself what to do and you're pacing yourself. So um, long-distance runners, anybody with complicated sports might have a little, well, a bit like your mirror signal manoeuvre type routine. So they'll have certain little routines that they use and a little phrases, little things that they bring in to keep them focused and to keep them on track. And self-talk has been shown to really improve performance. I think for this episode, we're talking much more about that type of instructional self-talk rather than the positive motivational type self-talks, because that's going to be a whole other podcast episode at a length today. There's quite a big episode of that one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so is there any other areas that talking to yourself is actually a good idea? 
Yes. One of the other areas that I thought was really interesting is in education. So I talked about development in young children, and we've talked there about adults and sports people. But the other area um, that's been widely researched is at school and with school children, um, and in particular in the subject of maths. And I thought that was a really good example because I suspect that there'll be lots of people out there who um, would relate to the idea that they're going about their business and then they need to solve maths problem, do a quick sum or a quick division and suddenly find themselves for no apparent reason talking to themselves out loud through the maths problem. Yeah, I can relate to that. If I was thinking 33 times 7, what I would do is 3 times 7, put the 1 down, carry the 2, and then I'd carry on, and I would actually talk myself through the, the maths equation, whatever we're doing with maths. And I would, yeah, that's how I used to do it, and just almost becomes like a, a soul. So you just do 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 and it just made sense to me to do it. Yeah, and I, I think I think it's instinctive. I think lots of people, when they come across a problem, will go, oh, okay, and they will start talking to themselves out loud. So, so it's not a sign of madness. It is something that we do instinctively, and I think we should be encouraging people to do it consciously. Rather than unconsciously. Rather than unconsciously. I'm just going to jump in here to let you know about our Drive Calm journal. We've created a 12-week prompt journal to support our listeners to take action and improve driving confidence. The journal includes questions, prompts and exercises to create an action plan and an opportunity for reflection afterwards. Search Drive Calm on Amazon to take a look. We hope it helps. Brilliant. So let's talk about bringing this to relating it more to driving. And some of the situations that I have is where I get people to commentate on driving on what they can see. Is that the same as self-talk? It is. I always think it's a slightly more advanced self-talk thing. So I would suggest that while people are getting used to this, they talk themselves through, I think I said parallel park earlier, talk themselves through something like a parallel park or a a particular roundabout and talking more about the actual what they need to do. So, you know, your speed, your position and all of those things that I can't really talk about because I'm not a driving instructor. <laughs> Just what I picked up of you. Um, so, so really talking themselves those things. But then I guess as somebody's driving advances, then their self-talk can advance as well. So they can expand their self-talk past the nuts and bolts of driving into the, the wider arena of driving. Because it means that they're unconsciously doing the task, which leaves them, they can do, and frees up space to be able to do something else. Yeah, absolutely. Freeing up that attention to focus on other areas. And talking of attention, when you are using that sort of private speech, self-talk, what you're doing is you're using up your attentional space 
to focus your attention purely on what you're doing. And that's one of the benefits of self-talk because you're not leaving room for negative thoughts or worries. So you you really are ring-fencing your attention into what you're doing. So you're literally just telling yourself to do a task. Yeah. So if I was approaching a junction to turn left, you know, thinking early on in their driving lessons. So you would get them to, well, they would tell you which mirrors they were checking. They would tell you signal they're going to put on. They would tell you what position they're going to be in, what speed they will be doing, gear they're going to select, and when they're going to turn. Yeah. So it's it's a very much a process of how they talk to themselves, focused on the task rather than the what might happen, what's going to happen here, though someone might be there. Yeah. So they're, they're thinking more of the task rather than outside of what might happen that time. Yeah. Okay. And then might include those observations of, oh, what's that red car doing? So rather than worrying about things that might happen that they can't see, keeping it within the realms of what is actually happening right now. And what I'm hearing as well is it's a good idea to practice this on a, on a new task. So when we're out driving and we go into, I think, turning left, I've just mentioned, but now we're going to turn right. So it's a, a new task, something slightly different, but still going through that self-talk of how to do the task. Yeah, and I think I would imagine that if you've just been discussing that, you as an instructor and your student, you've just been discussing how to tackle this new task. So it sort of makes sense to then talk yourself through it as a reminder of exactly what you two have just been talking about before you're doing it. See, I know it helps me as an instructor, teacher, um, because they're actually telling me what they're doing and when they do it. So I can actually watch what they're doing more intently. Because what I'm doing is I'm not focused on what they're going to do something. It actually gives me a better sense of security in knowing what they're doing. Um, but a lot of people think they can't do this on a driving test. Okay, well, you're the expert. You told me. Can you do it on a driving test? I think you can. And a lot of people will go to a driving test saying they can't do this because it's a driving test. Now, I believe when we're doing talking through, phrase it that way, rather than mm-hmm. so, talking through is a like phrase it, um, they just talk them through a task. And if you're talking yourself through a task the way that you know how to do it, it helps calm the nerves and it also gives you the confidence knowing you're doing something at specific times and a specific place. What they're worried about is that their examiner's going to think they're mad. <laughs> we've, we've talked about that already. Yeah. But then we're also talking about what happens if they forget something. They're telling the examiner they've, they've missed something so they just get marked down for it. And how would that then make them feel? I suppose I've just answered some questions as well. I don't know. It's like, just think of the task. Just yeah. think of the task and talk yourself through the task, isn't it? Yeah. And that's what they should be doing. Well, should. That's what they can do. But, yeah. And 
I mean, my advice would be that if you find that you, you know, it's helpful to talk yourself through specific tasks in your lessons, then don't stop doing that for your driving test because then you're changing your own routine, you're changing your own patterns. So do what you always do. Um, and if you're feeling self-conscious about it, tell the examiner that that's what you're going to do. I'm pretty sure that if you always talk yourself through a parallel park and then you're asked to do a parallel park, then I think it's absolutely fine to say, I always talk myself through these so I don't forget what to do. And there's nothing wrong with that at all because that's just the way that you do a task. And it, I personally think it actually shows confidence in yourself because you're just telling yourself what to do, when to do it. And it makes it simpler for you, which is what it's all about. It's not pleasing other people. It's making the task easier for you. So something else that's just popped into my mind is, is people that probably wouldn't drive with a driving instructor would probably drive with mum and dad. Mm. And there's that relationship that mum and dad are not trained to be driving instructors. So what I get my students to do, if that happens with them, is to talk themselves through situations to try and make mum and dad or whoever it is sitting next to them have the confidence that they know what they're doing. So it shows the person sitting next to them, this person actually knows what they're doing. They're just talking themselves through. How does that, if you was to take someone and someone was um, talking themselves through a situation and you haven't got dual controls in front of you, how would you feel? Yeah. How, is that, how would that feel for you as a non-driving instructor? Um, apart from the fact I probably wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> As a non-driving instructor. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think it gives really good information to everybody who's in the car. So it gives, you know, none of us are mind readers. So to actually have somebody talking through what's going through their mind um, at the time it is, that, that's got to make you, well, unless, unless the, that person is saying something that really is not logical or correct at all. But in general, that, that's going to be really reassuring. And thinking about it, I did this myself back in January. I was, as you know, up in Snowdon and um, up on one of these little one-track mountain roads that's really only for farmers and locals. And I'd got a couple of people in the car who I didn't know that well. And... Um, and I was on a one-track road and somebody came bowling around the corner on the other side and I could sort of see them and I automatically went into talking myself through, oh, oh, what are they doing? What speed are they doing? Where's my nearest, um, you know, passing spot? Uh, are they going to get to a passing spot before me? And I found myself talking through it and it was only afterwards, after the event, um, that I then realised I've got people in the car. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but they said, oh, no, it was fine. We weren't at all worried because we knew what you were doing and what you were thinking and that it was all under control. So, so yes, I think, it, I think it works really well. It's also very similar to when people are driving and they approach a roundabout or a situation that's busy and they're in the middle of a conversation. But what happens is the person that's driving is in that conversation 
and maybe talking will all of a sudden shut up because what they're doing is they're concentrating they're, they're talking themselves through a situation and they can't multitask no one can multitask but what they do is they all of a sudden they become very quiet because they need to concentrate and tell themselves what to do in that, that situation yeah absolutely so their attention can only be in so many places at once they stop their conversation and it might be that they're talking to themselves in their inner voice about the roundabout or about the other cars or the other traffic on the roundabout or they might not be they might not be talking at all but they are focusing on what they're doing and then as soon as that roundabout has been navigated back to their conversation. Okay, lovely. So next time you need to focus on a more difficult driving task, don't be afraid to try talking yourself through it and let us know if that's helped you. All the details for contacting us are in the show notes as usual. Thank you for listening to the Driving Confidence Podcast. If you would like to access any of our free tools, go to confidentdrivers.co.uk forward slash free tools and begin to transform how you feel about driving.